This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Eight weeks on from that night in Madrid, the Reds' preparations are in full flow with just 13 days to go until they kick off the new Premier League season. The man who lifted the European Cup, Jordan Henderson, who will also lead out Jurgen Klopp's side against Norwich, is a man who's attracted plenty of attention in the last week or so. From his admission of wanting to lift a trophy along with Klopp and James Milner to being turned down a selfie with Steven Gerrard, the Red skipper has had to deal with being turned down on more than one occasion to write his name into cop folklore. And now with the eve of the new season around the corner, we thought it about time Jordan Henderson was given the praise and admiration he deserves. So here on Blood Red, we'll be catching up with one of his former academy coaches, a mentor of sorts throughout his career, to find out exactly what makes him tick, the trials and tribulations he's been through, and whether or not he'll be getting his hands on yet more silverware. I'm Guy Clark, welcome along to you the listener, and also to former Sunderland captain, academy coach and now club ambassador with the Black Cats, and that is Kevin Ball. Kevin, thanks for joining us. We spoke to you 12 months or so ago it seems as yeah. though that time's completely flown by how are you keeping very well thank you very well indeed and all the better for the new season not far away well for us it's not it's only a week away yeah certainly uh, it has come round fast now after the summer did seem to uh, to drag for a little while but good that the football is coming back and as I say 12 months or so ago you caught up with Paul Wheelock and I mean in the last year it's been some year and specifically for Jordan Henderson yeah, I think um, when we spoke last year, it was sort of about reactions from different disappointments and that, and, and how he deals with it and how he's come on in his game. Um, how you see a player that you've had the, you know, the, been fortunate enough to coach and be part of his sort of uh, footballing career, shall we say, his pathway. And it, it was really interesting because I, when I said last year, I watched it in the in the bar while I was away on holiday. And obviously, because of my connections with Jordan and him with our club, you know, you're very close to him. And I watched his reactions. I watched his reactions to his teammates. I watched his individual reaction. And the, the one bit that will always stick with me, and it, the nice thing was it has been proved right, is when there was a bit where he walked past the Champions League trophy. Now, most players would be probably prone to want to have a little look at it and, and probably would be so disappointed to think that's not theirs. Do you see what I mean? And I watched him as he walked by it because a camera panned to him and he totally and utterly ignored the cup like it didn't exist. And I liked that because it was like, right, it's not mine. I'm not going to look at it. But I actually said to my missus at the time, or whoever I was with, I said, he'll pick that up one day. And then you see how this season's progressed, how they had Liverpool had done and, and how well he had done individually. But the thing was, do people really remember a runner-up? And, was telling them about, you know, I was fortunate enough to play in the FA Cup final in 92 against Liverpool and they beat us 2-0. Nobody remembers I've got an FA Cup final runners-up medal and I sort of jokingly sort of said to him, nobody remembers a runner-up. But I said, you've got the chance to put that right now, obviously in the Champions League final. Um, so I sat watching it with my mates while I was away and to be fair, it wasn't a great game, was it? But no one really truthfully cares about the game come the end of the you know, end of it and the result. But for me personally, to see him lift the trophy up, it was amazing. You, you know, you saw the fireworks behind him when he lifted it. But I think if anybody had watched Jordan being given the opportunity to pick that, that trophy up, it was like he couldn't wait. It was like he exploded with probably a lot of joy. Not relief. I wouldn't have said relief because... He's got much that much faith in his ability. But it was like 
not the end of a journey either, but like a part of it, if you get what I mean. And he just erupted. And for me personally, it was fantastic to see. And you mentioned that about how last year you'd be thinking in the back of his mind, I'm coming back for this. Did you envisage, knowing Jordan as you do, envisage that that steely determination to make sure that that was the following year or or just know that some stage he would be back for it? Uh, whether it would be the following year, I think it would be more a case of at some stage, it would be sort of a little bit, you know, because he's done it and we went, oh yeah, be back the following year. That would be a little bit ironic and a little bit cheesy. Um, no, I just said to my missus, he'll lift that trophy one day. That's all I said to him, exactly that. Uh, to my missus, sorry, exactly what I said, he'll lift that trophy one day. The fact they had the opportunity, when you consider their pathway again to the final and how they came about that and what they'd done, that in itself was a hell of a journey, wasn't it? You know, the comebacks they had in you know, different games and that. You look at that and you just think this is their year. And like I say, whilst there were some great games leading up to the final, the final probably didn't live up to it. But like I said, who cares? You know, at the end of the day, you know, the name's on the trophy. And like I said, I'm fortunate enough to know a certain young man that's lifted it. Yeah, and the, the fifth captain for Liverpool to lift the European yes. Cup, taking the armband from Steven Gerrard. That is no yeah. mean feat, taking the armband on from a character like that who means so much, of course, to Liverpool Football Club. And he's not been without his setbacks in his Liverpool career, Jordan Henderson, has he? I, I th- no, and I think that when you consider how people see Steven Gerrard and what's the aura that he creates and has for, for everything he's done for Liverpool Football Club. And in general, when you speak to him, and like I said, he's been up to our stadium a couple of times and I always used to pop along and see him and I always used to ask how Jordan was and, and to give him credit. He always used to speak very, very highly of him. Um, you knew full well that if there's anybody there that would be able to help Jordan at certain times, it would be someone like Stephen Gerrard. I'd like to think any captain worth his salt when a player, you know, any player, doesn't matter whether it's Jordan or any player, that also suggests the character of the captain that he doesn't always think of himself as his teammates he considers and con- you know is concerned about as well. So he had a great role model in front of him. I'd like to think that you know that at our club he had certain people that would have helped him along the way as well. As well, um, but going to Liverpool, yes, he did have his setbacks. Yes, he did have his challenges. But I think if you knew Jordan Henderson as well as what we do then you would say to yourself, well, if he's put in front of him, he'll find a solution to get over it, round it, through it, or do something about it. He won't just rest on his laws and go, oh, that's it. Now, the biggest thing is, you know, having achieved what he has this year, Jordan, he'll still have his eyes getting, you know, the Premier League title, and that'll be their challenge this year. And they'll want to go back in the Champions League final. You know, what they've achieved is magnificent, but the fact of the matter is, to be a real, real great, you've got to keep trying to achieve and achieve and achieve. And you mentioned last year when we spoke to you about yeah. having him in the academy and seeing yeah. the, the characteristics he had even out on the training field. He was self-policing the team. He was sort of marching through the set pieces, what everybody needed yeah. to do. That organisation, I suppose you always saw the hallmarks of a captain in there. I think the one thing we all have, um, and like I said, Jordan's been very fortunate with the different coaches he's had. And I, and I mean that in the nicest possible sense, not in the big Eddie sense, not just myself, but the coaches he's had that have helped him throughout his career, whether it be at Sunderland, um, in sort of his formative years, you know, and there's, there's, you know, six or eight different coaches will have been part of that, his journey. Um, I think what it is, you all see what he's gotten in. The biggest bit for any coach of any magnitude is to in- encourage it. Do you know what I mean? It's just, if you see a strength in a player that you know is his characteristics, is to encourage it. And the one thing Jordan had in abundance was, yes, he was very organised. Yes, he liked to, you know, 
help his teammates. Yes, if you know, I can still remember when he came to me, he went, Oh, can we try this on the set plays? And, and I just went, Yeah, crack on, lad. Now, you know, that doesn't mean all of a sudden he's, he's, he's a great coach as well. What it does mean, he's got an eye on being able to organize on the pitch now for a coach or a manager to have your captain be able to do that or one of your players, because I don't think Jordan was our captain at the time. He would have been one of our players. Um, to have players that can self-manage on the pitch and manage others, for any manager on the sideline is great because, let's face it, managers on the sideline try and get instructions across, but most of the time it will have to be players on the pitch that organise it. And the nice thing is Jordan's one of those and he's got those qualities that captains need as well, but also the humility as well. It's sort of been mentioned this week that when it came to the trophy lift in Madrid, he wanted to lift the trophy with Jurgen Klopp and James Milner, who both declined on that. He also saw Steven Gerrard that night and wanted a picture. Gerrard again said, no, this is your night. You enjoy it. It just shows that down-to-earth approach that he's obviously never lost, that humility that he has as well. I think they talk about great leaders having humility and Jordan is, you know, he's, he's becoming one of those people and, he, you know, he, he has every trait of a leader in abundance and humility being one of them. And the fact he was happy to share what really was, like I said, part of a, a big journey for him with others, again, is testament to him because, yes, I, like I said, I'll go back to what I said just now, lifting that trophy, he was like a firework waiting to go off as well. And, and I could understand that because it was like, I've done it. And it was like, bang, you know, and and I, and I, and it was lovely to see. But the fact that he's looking at others, I'm saying, come on, come up with us like that. And they're going, no, no. I think that's a massive respect, not only from Jordan to them, but also from them to Jordan. It's going, no, this is your moment. You've earned it. You're our captain. And I think those three people that you've just mentioned there, you know, obviously you know, they should just be given a massive pat on the back as well to say, to be able to see that as well, which you'd expect from them, but to be able to see it and do it is great. And obviously, he was part of the, the League Cup winning side back in 2012. But now being captain of this side, you do get the sense, as you said before, that this isn't the end of a journey by any means. It's almost reigniting the beginning of a new journey of, of being the captain to, to lead Liverpool back to greatness. I think what it is now, when you consider, again, you know, he's just gone the runners up in the Premier League, lifted the Champions League trophy. Um, when you want to play for a club of the magnitude of Liverpool Football Club, that's expected of you. You know, the, the challenging for these trophies is expected of you. And if you want to have all the accolades that come your way, you've got to be big enough, strong enough and brave enough and work hard enough to try and win that and, and also deal with a disappointment if you don't. So every year the pressure's back on them again to perform week in, week out, day in, day out to, to bring trophies back to their club. And the pressure on them to do that is absolutely immense. But the nice thing about it is, from Jordan's point of view, he'll thrive on that. He'll be looking forward to the season starting. He'll have enjoyed his holiday. You see the pitch has been my way of celebrating his birthday. You could see a real Jordan with his sunglasses on and the cake and all that lot. And I had a little chuckle to myself and you think, right. But he'd be desperate to get back to work. He'd be desperate to say, right, what are we going to do this year? Come on, we need to go a step further. Which is really, you know, is also winning the Premier League. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. We've obviously spoken a lot about his mental characteristics, how he's such a, a great leader. But in terms of Jordan Henderson, the player, one attribute that stands out amongst everything else is just how hard he works. That midfield three that Liverpool had through the back end of last season got so much credit for how hard they work and leading that press so often is Jordan Henderson. Yeah, yeah I think, again, it's, it's understanding strengths and weaknesses of players. And I think the one biggest thing for any player is... 
Oh, for a fact, I, I watch Jordan play now and I see him playing the system, see him playing in a way that he's been asked to do by his manager because he has a, a, the physicality to be able to do it. Do I also know that Jordan Henderson can play and, and can thread passes and can take set play? I know all of that. I know it because I've seen him. And at times I used to think to myself, come on, Jordan, you've got more to your game than that. But Jordan understands there's a role he's got to play within his team for the benefit of the team and himself. And he does it. And he does it in such a way that you, are, you think to yourself, how the hell does he keep going? But that's Jordan again. Do you see what I mean? That's his way of saying, well, OK, this is the role he wants me to play. Yes, there's parts of it he probably thinks, well, I wish I could do a little bit more. But he knows the role he's got to play and he knows it very well. The biggest thing is the respect to the manager asking you to do a job. But then when it comes to it, the manager going, this player does this and this and this very, very well for me. Because sometimes people don't see that side of the game. They see the ball hit the back of the net from an unbelievable piece of skill. And they see the ball, you know, be passed out wide by somebody that has time on it. But they ask yourself, well, how have they got the ball back? Who's been, you know, the, the pivotal one in leading it to get the ball back? And like I said, and, and especially in the modern game where it is hunting the ball, it's not so much tackling anymore. It's more hunting the ball and pressing and getting the ball back high as you can and, and then attacking. And, and Jordan will enjoy doing all of that. But it's a little bit of self-sacrifice as well because a lot of others will take a, a different sort of credit for it. Yeah, I suppose that's what we see with Jordan Henderson because when he came through at Sunderland, he was playing on the right-hand side of the midfield. He came to yeah. Liverpool in the middle, then went sort of a bit deeper. And you never hear him sort of complaining about what position he's got to play for the team. The only time you ever hear, and I wouldn't call it unrest, it's just that he wants to be in that team back end of the season during the run-in. He missed out on certain games, but you think back to the Southampton game. He came on, played that box-to-box role, and he really changed yeah. the game. Yeah, and that, that's that's him again, and and he'll want to be playing. You know, there's a little niggles he's been carrying that you know is quite widely known, and you know there's probably games where he's been rested, wants to play. You know, be on the bench, wants to play. I, I still go back to that time when I walked in with him, and I knew he was tired. He needed a rest, and those days we didn't have you know all these factors of like you know sports scientist analysis and medical stuff and all that lot trying to understand their loadings and I, I'll be honest with you part of me thinks the one thing that doesn't lie so much is the eye and you know I watched him there and I went to him George you're getting tired I've watched you for the last week 10 days you need a rest this Saturday you're going to be on the bench and he had the raving ump with me which was lovely as well because he wanted to play but I said to him, look, Jordan, you know, like I said, those players in that room now that have been supporting you when you've been playing all these times, I went, this is your chance to support them. And he just went, all right. I went, but if you still want to carry the, the, you know, the talk on, I said, come upstairs and we'll have a cup of tea and a chat about it. But he went, no, no, he says, you're right. And that was it. Never moaned again. And also, obviously, I mean? yeah, and, and on the international front, you think of Jordan Henderson as well, how key he's been as part of that sort of leadership group that Gareth Southgate has put together. Yeah. A lot spoken about the technical qualities of young England players, the England DNA, but those old fashioned values of putting the team first, of doing everything yeah. you can for the team. We, we can't lose sight of that, can we? No, I think the, the, the one thing is as well, and people probably didn't realize, Jordan's got an abundance of skill. Take it from me. I promise you that. And do we see it as often as I'd like? No, not really. Because like I said, Jim, we go back to what we said just now. He does the job and he does a job very well for the team. The values that you're talking about should really be encompassed in every player that wants to play football. Now, I know that's never going to happen because it doesn't. But, you know, people talk about, is there any eye in, you know, there's no eye in team, but individuals are within a team. But those individuals have that responsibility to the team. And if what they've got, you know, in strength, whether it be dribbling, whatever it is, 
then they've got to bring that to the table. And if they don't do it, they're not doing it for the team. So we all have different skills, different traits we can bring to the team. The ideal thing is making sure you have the right values to do it. And what the England are creating by that, that leadership group is very good. People like Jordan would be people that keep it alive. And I think within academies, it's important we do that because all of a sudden, yes, you know, we do a lot of programs now where it's all about developing the individual and I get an, an individual can win a game. But if you just put one person on the pitch, you can't win it. So we've still got 10 other blokes running around and they're all nine and a goalkeeper. So the team is the most important thing for me. And the way you speak of him and the way obviously he's been put into that leadership group and captain of Liverpool Football Club, he seems a guy who even off the pitch is as focused about the end result as he is when he's on the pitch, on the training ground, even when he's sort of leaving, he's constantly thinking about it, is he? Yeah, I think what it is, I think uh, top professionals and you put Jordan in this bracket is somebody that would would work hard in training and then he would work hard in a game. And the harder he works in training, it'll enable him to work even harder in a game. And that is his character. That's him as a person. And you'll never change it. If anything, we should embrace it and love it and thank him. And you've seen him obviously get to, to the very top now, being the, the fifth Liverpool captain to lift the yeah. European Cup. And as a Sunderland graduate, having seen his journey pretty much from the beginning, you must be so proud in seeing him not just get to the top in terms of play for England, but get to get to the summit. Well, I think what it is, the the, the story I, I, I tell people about, and, and I never until it happened, I did keep it quiet, I must admit, it was only somebody else brought it up, the person I spoke to. I spoke to sports science, a lad called Scott Pearce, that you know, worked very hard with Jordan as well. When I watched Jordan play when he was younger, I actually went to Scotty P. I went, uh, I went to pointed at Jordan. I went, he'll play for England. And Scott looked at me sort of quizzically. And I went, I'm telling you now, he'll play for England. You just knew he had that drive to get to the very top. And when he made his debut for England, I, I never told Jordan this, but Scotty did. And then I get a message off Jordan. Thanks very much. Scotty's just said what you said. He said, I knew you always had faith in me. But you do because you can see somebody that really wants something. Do you see what I mean? You can see somebody that really wants something so badly, they'll do anything they can to achieve it. And, and that's what he'd done. And, and that's the thing, he, he doesn't rest on his laurels, he'll achieve something and he never no. looks back and thinks, oh, I've achieved something now, he keeps just keeps going. So when I go back to what I said earlier on, you talk about top, top players are the ones that achieve and then they go, right, I need to do that again. And they'll work even harder to achieve it because let's face it, the, the analogy of... You know, getting to the top's the easy part. The hardest part is staying there. And that's why the best players in the world are what they are. And they deserve that accolade because they're the ones that invariably are winning things on a regular basis or at least at the top of their game on a regular basis because they work the hardest. They're the ones that see the challenge of, we need to do it again, need to do it again, need to do it again. Can you imagine that pressure on having to do that? Especially in the public eye, the way it is and how that must feel. The mental strength these players have to keep doing it is innate and is intrinsic and it's probably a, you know it's probably something that's there from the very start but to carry on doing it without getting to the stage all of a sudden the girl bugger I've had enough is is testament to them as people and he's a guy who obviously has shown that mental toughness, not just playing, but also we saw after the final with his dad Brian, who obviously has, yeah. has been through a difficult time and that moment it was it was nice to obviously see that human element of things, but at the same time it was. It was sort of taken away somewhat with the cameras being there, with everyone seeing it. It's such a personal moment. But he's a guy who's so proud of his roots. I think what it is, the the, the, the thing with modern TV, cameras are everywhere. You know, let's face it, social media is everywhere. People have cameras everywhere. 
I think you are right what you say at that moment. Again, when I talk about Jordan lifting the trophy and that emotion coming out of him then, when you consider, and like I said, I know Brian personally as well, um, when you consider what his dad's been through and the family as a whole, because they'll all have been supporting Brian in, in, uh, in the issue and that, when you set, see to that, it's like a, a son and dad moment because that wasn't just all about what happened with his dad. That's a that's a life journey, that one. Do you know what I mean? Yep. That's like me, dad, from being that little boy that you took to play football to I've just lifted the Champions League trophy. Now, all that would have come out, obviously, the, the support Jordan gave his dad and how Jordan felt about his dad when he was going for everything. And also about how Brian felt, really, because of everything and trying to protect Jordan because he knew the pressures he was under. So that moment would have been ideal in a room somewhere. But do you know what? And whilst I'm a not great lover of ca uh, cameras catching personal moments, I thought it was quite nice because I think everybody then saw Jordan and his dad from such a human side. Do you know what I mean? Just like not footballer. It was like son and dad. And that for me was the most pivotal part of it was seeing a son and his dad, not a footballer and his dad, a son and his dad. And that for me was vital. And I thought it was lovely personally, really emotional. Yeah, it was such an emotional moment. And like you said before yeah. about how you saw him on the training ground and said he'll play for England one day, you sort of think that on the sofa in Sunderland when Jordan was maybe just 10, he was watching the Champions League final and said to his dad, I'll lift that one day. And when he does it, they then have that moment on the pitch together where they've achieved it. Because as you say, in the end, they're in it together. Yeah, and I think that in itself sums it all up. He would have maybe one day been watching it, or like I said, maybe not. Maybe it was just that journey. Maybe it was just that thing of everything coming out because of, you know, all the hard work Jordan put in, you know, all the tough times Brian had had with everything and the family had had with everything. Maybe it was just that. I mean, I can remember watching the FA Cup as a kid and and going to Wembley against Liverpool, watching my dad in the stand, stood there with his hands behind his back with his cap on, Desperately wanting to win it to say to my dad, yeah, I've won the FA Cup, but I bloody lost. <laughs> no one remembers, do you know what I mean? So it, there's different ways you can dress it up. I just think it was a fantastic son and dad moment. And whether it be that journey that you might have said from when he was young to everything they've been through recently, I just think it was a great, great moment for probably, if I'm honest, football. Do you know what I mean? For football, because I think everybody could then see how much it meant to Jordan, the emotion that his dad showed. And I think everybody, even though it was a personal moment, became part of that. And I thought it was great. Um, well, Kevin, we began by mentioning how the new season is round the corner. We'll finish in the same vein. And I suppose yeah. the only question left is what next for Jordan Henderson? There'll be an, an international tournament in this summer coming up, Euro 2020. Liverpool going so yeah. close in the Premier League last year. I suppose everything for him will be geared up to a major trophy with England, perhaps, but certainly that Premier League title with uh, Liverpool. Uh, it, it's like I said, it's a funny one. Where do you picture that? Do you picture that international success? Do you picture that club success? I think the first and foremost, you picture that club success because ultimately they're the ones that employ you and they're the ones that you need to do everything you can for. And then by, you know, if everything's going well on that front, you then got the opportunity to represent your country. You do everything you can for them as well. Um, you know, for Jordan playing for his country would be such a tremendous honour. But you know full well that Liverpool will be at the forefront of his, his thoughts this year because he'll be thinking, right, what can we do to achieve better than last year? You know, can we go back and win the Champions League? Can we win the Premier League? Will we go to the FA Cup final? Will the other league, the Cup, wherever it is? You know, all these, you know, these teams like Liverpool 
have to set their sights on winning these things. And like I said to you early on, the pressure that comes with that is testament to the players and how they deal with it and how the club deal with it themselves. The benefit, if they are challenging for these trophies, is on the international front. We'll see the best of them then as well. Well, Kevin, it's been great catching up with you, talking thank about you. all things Jordan Henderson. And thank you very much for your time. And as I say, great to catch up with you. You too. Thank you very much. John Henderson's former academy coach and now ambassador at Sunderland. That was Kevin Ball joining myself, Guy Clark, here on Blood Red to talk about all things Liverpool captain Jordan Henderson. We hope you've enjoyed our offering here on Blood Red. And until next time, it's bye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.